Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Dairy Isle. It's me, your wonderful host, Eli, and I think it's time we started talking about plants and things. Hi everyone, it's me. Uh, so before we start this episode, I just want to give you all a uh, a little brief notice. I'm feeling slightly under the weather, um, so if I sound a little nasally or a little sicky, um, I don't know where it came from. Uh, I assure you all, I am very vaccinated. Um, so I mean, my guess is because I got rained on today uh, slightly when I was leaving work. It was a hell of a downpour when I was leaving work today, and uh, I got a little wet. Uh, I got in the car and I did my best to not turn on the AC, you know, on cold or anything like that. I put it to like a slightly warmer temperature and I put my heat, my, my heat seater, my heat seater, my seat heater on. Um, and when I got home, I immediately changed. I put on dry clothes. So, I mean, personally, I think it's just that I was downstairs in the warehouse today dealing with a bunch of boxes that are covered in dust. So I'm guessing it's probably just my allergies. So, but you know, just so you know, I just sound a little nasally. It's not my, it's not, you know nothing serious so um but i just feel a little like meh so i don't know how high energy i'll be for y'all today but i am gonna try all right and speaking of high energy things we're gonna get into 10 items or less because we've got a bit of a doozy here uh and by doozy of course i mean we're keeping a promise and by we i mean me all right and let me explain what i'm talking about um it's that time again you know time for us to spill the cheese or the cheese may if you will, uh, if you'll remember about, I think it was two episodes ago, Millie decided that she was going to end the episode with a really intense cliffhanger. Uh, she mentioned that she had heard some news about the Property Brothers, a.k.a. Jonathan and Drew Scott. You know them. They're the, the identical twins that um, remodel people's homes. Um, they've been famously known for that show Property Brothers. I'm sure you've heard of it, at least if you haven't seen it, and all of its you know little weird sub-shows that are featured on HDTV. Uh, the twins essentially aim to help couples and find fixer-uppers in order to transform them into their dream homes, you know, whatever that may be. Uh, they, quote, use state-of-the-art imagery programs to reveal their plans, ideas, and inspirations to present to the families. The potential home buyers have to take a risk to make the twins' vision come true, and it's up to Jonathan and Drew to convince the couples that purchasing an older home in need of work is usually the best option. Um... Side note, if you've never seen the show, it like the original couple like first seasons were actually kind of interesting because they would take them to like a, a ready to go, like turnkey home that was just a little bit outside of their budget, like maybe they could have afforded it. And then they take them to like what is essentially a crack den for the next one. And they're like, but we could make it a beautiful crack den. And then that's what it would turn into. Yeah, exactly. How do you turn a crack house into a crack home? So <laughs> season one. <coughs> I told you I was getting a little kind of phlegmy and stuff. Uh, in more recent news, though, it appears the production company for the Property Brothers show has been in some deep shiz, as we like to say, with some past clients. The first story was originally published on March 11th of this year, 2021, when a Las Vegas couple decided to take legal action against Cineflix, the aforementioned pro- uh, production company, and Via Construction, the construction company that actually did the work on their home. 
Uh, Paul and Mindy King claimed that there were numerous things wrong with the house, including exposed wires, uh, un- uh, unleveled doors, a dented wall, grout inside of their, their kitchen range, like their stovetop, uh, cheap kitchen cabinets, and basically uh, just a, and so on. It's actually a really big list. We saw the video about it, and it was like thing after thing. I like glaring problems. Like there's no way that this was like, oh, a minor mistake that no one saw. Apparently, some of the work wasn't even done up to building code when it was done or by licensed professionals. It was just handymen that just came in and did the thing really quick. Uh, it appears that Jonathan and Drew, Scott and Drew Scott were not mentioned in the actual lawsuit, which kind of makes sense because they don't do any of the work. But from our understanding, the families that sign up to be on the show are to pay the total renovation cost up front at the time the contract is signed. For Paul and Mindy, that was about $193,000. The production company then scouts local uh, GCs, general contractors, to complete the work. There's way more juicy details out there, so we'll share the link and video on Instagram as there's entirely too much of this to share in one episode. We'd have to turn it into its own episode. Um, moving on to something that's a little bit less tantalizing. If, you, if you're if you like us and you've basically given up playing Animal Crossing, it's time to wipe off the dust of your, from your Switch and get ready for that deliciously spooky Halloween update that's coming out for Animal Crossing New Horizon. And it looks pretty awesome with all the new Halloween items on the 1.11 patch. Uh, we're going to actually put on the show notes the patch link so you can go read all about the stuff that's being included. But just to sum, just to you know summarize some of the things that we saw, it's going to be a lot of really interesting outfits, a lot of cool spooky costumes, and all new decorations for your town. So I'm sure, all of us Animal Crossing fans are looking forward to that. Um, also, the Hearth and Home patch for Valheim is set to be released at some point this month. So uh, we're going to cross our fingers that that Iron Gate doesn't push it back again. You know, because I get that sometimes they got to do weird stuff, but I mean they've they've essentially been promising us Hearth and Home since I. Th- think early this year and it still hasn't come out you know i'm not ragging on them for buying a horse but maybe that's money you guys could have used to hire other people and get this done faster just saying anyways we come back we're going to talk to you about today's topic which is going to be about plants and gardening and what the hell does our generation have in their mind that is causing them to be so obsessed about it hello my lovelies Before we start, I had a question to ask you. Are you listening to us on Apple Podcasts? Because if you are, why don't you be super awesome and leave us a rating and review on the podcast? Each review gives us a little bump and that pushes our show higher up in the rankings, which is really important for us. It makes us more visible, right? So you can do this by giving us a review and visiting the link on our show notes or by opening our page on Apple Podcasts. You can listen to our podcast by visiting anchor.com, uh, sorry, anchor.fm slash The Dairy Isle, and you can also find us on Instagram at The Dairy Isle. Super easy. All right, so houseplants. If you're possibly wondering what the hell I'm talking about, then listen very closely, my loves. My generation, well, our generation, millennials, and to some extent, Gen X, have found what I can only describe as a sort of quiet obsession with houseplants and really just gardening in general. And I want to cover both of those things separately, okay? So just keep up with me. Now, in regards to houseplants, I have a theory about the whole, I need to fill my house with plants and make it look like Fern Gully in this piece mentality that has clearly become so popular with my generational kin, i.e. you people, and it's about control. Hear me out, okay? Our collective world has been pretty topsy-turvy 
since the 2016 election cycle. I'm pretty sure we can all agree on that. All right. It's like we entered some weirdly dark portal to a really unstable timetable and everything has been basically mega doo-doo ever since. Now, our generation has basically made peace with the fact that the world is nuts and a lot of us openly suffer from some kind of anxiety disorder, depression, or in some cases even both. And there's no reason to believe that we have any control over anything that's going on on planet Earth right now. To a degree, though, you know, if we're being objective, we're mostly right. You know, there's a lot of things that are outside of our control. We just kind of look and go, oh, no. However, what we do have control over is the life of a plant. From the black thumbs to the plant necromancers who can coax anything back to life as long as it has leaves, being able to control plants, not like poison ivy, even though if we're being honest, that'd be super rad, is to me, a mental exercise in calming ourselves and finding a sense of control over our lives and our circumstances. Now, to that extent, certain plants require more care than others, from bonsai trees that require a superhuman level of attention and patience to golden pothos that could basically go left unattended for three years and I think only ever need, what, like four drops of water and a post-it note-sized drawing of the sun, and it would be absolutely fine. All right? Now, with so much variety... Between those two extremes, there is obviously something in there for everyone, which is great. So, you know, if you're looking for a houseplant and you've never had one, um, Googling, like, top houseplants for beginners would yield a ton of information. Or you can do it the old-fashioned way like we did where you just pick one up at your local Home Depot or Lowe's or if you happen to live near a, a um, what are these things called, a plant nursery. You can go there and ask them. Be like, hey, what's an easy plant for me to take care of? You know, right off the cuff, like the golden pothos that I mentioned, super easy if you like very tropical-looking viney plants. Um, also, ZZ plants, super hardy. I mean, I, for a while, uh, Home Depot was marketing them as plants of iron. Basically, they require, like, almost no care. As long as they have something that resembles sunlight and something that kind of looks, smells, or even sounds like water, they'll be just fine. All right? Anyways, remember earlier when I mentioned gardening in general? Well, what I didn't mean was gardening the way your sweet old aunt or your grandma gardened. No, no, no. It's not like a nice Sunday morning with some tea and a straw hat spent outside and, you know, perfect weather tending to your roses and whatever else those types of people tend to. No, I meant that our generation has produced a new type of gardener, people who aren't doing it to show up the Joneses and have their front yard be the envy of the whole neighborhood, blah, blah, blah. No. These people are planting food, herbs, weird flowers, training vines to climb stuff like it's going to compete in the Olympics, crossbreeding different species so that your ficus can one day have its own Twitter account. You know, normal stuff. Seriously, though, look, our generation has probably produced the most at-home gardeners this country has seen since World War II when victory gardens were a thing. If you don't know what those are, look them up. It was actually a really cool deal. Uh, just like I mentioned, the whole control thing about the houseplant people, I think those of us that are doing, like, actual gardening as a hobby at home are looking to control their environment on a different scale, right? So gardening can encompass building things like planters and shaded areas, irrigation systems, uh, misting systems, learning how to compost for, you know, richer soil nutrients, and sometimes even growing edible stuff for our own consumption, or sometimes, if you're savvy enough, selling it at farmer's markets. In essence, this whole, you know, uh, how can I put this? This whole obsession with plants has transcended a fad, and I think it's become a sort of cultural marker for our generation. 
You know, something that's going to be looked back on when we're all much older. And thankfully, it will probably be looked at with more fondness than the inexplicable obsession our parents had with popcorn ceilings made of asbestos. All right? Anyways, stay tuned to our IG. We're going to uh, post some pretty cool plant facts. Uh, easy, uh, easy to care for starter plants if you want to try your hand at killing stuff. And even some interesting ideas for gardening if you want to go outside and get some sun for once in the last, I don't know, two years. Something like that. Um, right off the top, though, for gardening, um, since I, I, like the amount of information that we could post on IG just on this subject alone, we could do it for months, right? Because there's obviously a lot. Um, as I've mentioned in the previous episodes, we have been working on our backyard. And so we've been doing both. We've been gardening, and we've also been uh, taking care of our, our at-home plants. Um, I have to defer to my producer momentarily. How many houseplants do we have exactly? Because I think we have the, the two Kyles, which, by the way, Kyle is the name we gave to our first ZZ plant, and then every subsequent ZZ plant we have, we name it Kyle. Um, so we have the two Kyles inside, right? We have the three golden pothos. That's five, right? We have the weird bulb snake plant, snake lady. That's six. Who else? The, the little tiny uh, fig leaf. That just well, like went through like its own like suicide attempt and then came back to life, so that was great. Um, what else? Is that it? Is it just those seven? Goth plant that's now oh, that. Oh, that's right. Yeah, our goth plant, which I forget what the hell it's called, but we'll find out. We'll set it. We'll put pictures of all of our house plants so you guys can see them. Um, those are our house plants, right? Because we have a bunch outside in the front. We've got a couple of like desert roses, like mini frangipanis that we are growing. Um, we have a, a bunch of succulents. We have two aloe vera plants that are pretty big. Like I think all told, if you don't count the stuff that we just planted in the backyard, um, oh, we also have exterior Kyle, outside Kyle. That's that's one of them. Um, we have la pluma, the the tall white ones that your grandmother stole. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. Um, I think in total we probably have like close to thirty plants. Um. Of varying sizes and health. I mean, it's a lot. Like, especially when you have so many different varieties, sometimes it's difficult to keep track of who needs how much water or how much sunlight. You kind of just put them in a place, hope that they thrive, and then move them around till they do. Uh, we have a couple of orchids that do, like, mystifyingly well. Like, my mom, who's raised orchids since I was, like, a little kid, sometimes she comes, you know, when she visits us down here in Miami, she'll see the orchids, and if they're blooming, she's like, I don't understand how you're doing that. I'm like, that's the secret. I'm not. <laughs> I don't do anything. I just sort of let them be and, and do their orchid thing. Um, but in the backyard, we did actual gardening. Like, we dug out an area, like a, a, a huge area in the back uh, against one of the fences. And we planted areca palms, which are very, very large palms. Uh, you can Google those if you don't live in a tropical area. Um, we planted a bunch of crotons, which we've come to calling croutons. I wish they were crouton plants. It'd be delicious. You know, anytime you're hungry, just go outside and grab a, bush, a bushel of croutons. You probably will say it wrong when you go to buy. Like, I'd like to purchase three crouton plants. And they'd be like, ma'am, please leave. You're disturbing the guests. It's like Danish. It's so hard not to say Danish. I know, but we're not also going to get into the story of how we went from Dana- uh, a cheese Danish to a cheese Danish. I know, but it has nothing to do with plants. Fine. All right. So um, my sister, Gabby, uh, who's been on the show before she was on the episode three out of five skeletons, uh, her and her husband's dog, his name is Wonton, but everybody calls him T or Tony. 
And T has like an incredible personality. And I don't mean that in like, oh my God, he's such a nice guy. He's a sweet dog. But we've come up with like a voice for him and a personality where he's just like an ornery, like angry old man sort of deal. But his weakness is a cheese Danish from Starbucks, right? That's what he craves. But I don't know how it came about that like doing his voice, like he asked for a Danish, but he can't say Danish. So he says Danish. And now he's on a diet because he got a little plump. So now we can't give him a Danish anymore. Also, apparently, if he eats one, he'll have catastrophic explosive diarrhea, like repainting the walls. So we were like, all right, well, we can't give him that anymore. So maybe I'll bring him like a photo of a Danish, like framed, and he can just put it next to his little bed. Um, you know, we try. We try. Show, show love to the little furry ones. Uh, the what? Yeah, now we can't say it in way. Now we only say Danish now. And like Millie's been petrified that one day she's going to go to Starbucks and she's going to be like, yes, can I have one cheese Danish, please? You've come really close. I've been in the car where you're like, can I have one da, 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 Danish? Da, that's the one, Danish. Yeah, she's Danish. <laughs> but you were going, you were like, can I have a, din, a Danish? Da, Danish, that's the one. Mm-hmm, I see you. <laughs> you're dumb. All right, so... I got you guys some sort of like plant-based would you rather's because they were kind of interesting. And I liked the idea behind some of these. So the first one's kind of a softball. Would you rather plant flowers in, flowers in your garden or plant trees in your yard? Personally, I've done both already. Um, in the backyard along with the areca palms, which are just big-ass trees, we also planted some um, some dwarf hibiscus. And they're one of them in the middle, I think, is getting literally the perfect amount of sunlight and water because it's enormous. Um... It, it's produced like dinner plate sized flowers, which is great. And recently, I actually saw our fellow bees and butterflies pollinating these flowers, which is really nice because that was one of the things that we were looking to do was put in some sort of flowers that would be pollinators, which is great. Um, and then, you know, it, it has like some protection with the croton, the, <laughs> the crouton plants in front of it. Uh, so, you know, planting flowers and trees was. I don't want to say it was challenging. Like, I mean, I don't know if, if Mills would, would disagree with me, but like the, the process of digging the hole for the Eureka palms was essentially the same thing as it was for the flowers. Just a little bit less work, obviously, because the, the hole needs to be a little shallower. Um, but surprisingly, everything's doing really great. I thought I was going to kill everything, but we planted a bunch of stuff. We even have um, these, man, my favorite, my favorite so far, the Mexican heathers that we have. They're like these like, little bushy like they're super small like i think the the ones we have now they've grown outwards not upwards so they're only like i don't know if they're six inches tall that's too tall like that that estimate is too large um but they have these tiny little purple flowers all along the all along the stem next to the leaves and i've i mean they're really really tiny and yet i've seen bees and butterflies around them so like i said clearly it's doing the job right um but yeah that it if it was between planting flowers and planting trees, I'm more of a tree person personally, but seeing the pollinators flying around and enjoying the flowers is, you know, made me kind of 50-50. Next up, would you rather have grass always under your feet or summon sunlight whenever you want? Uh, Personally, I'd like to summon sunlight whenever I would want. Um, The idea of having grass under my feet anywhere I walk is really obnoxious because, like, imagine being in bed and, like, your feet are up, and then you do that thing where, like, you kind of, like, 
you angle your foot so it like touch like the bot like your soul touches the bed so you can like move yourself around and not feeling the sheet to just feel grass that'd be so annoying especially if the grass that was under your feet behaved with the temperature of the day so like in the morning it would be all like dewy and and wet you guys can hear my sniffles i sound like who oh the geek from arnold the one that was always stalking helga yeah Hopefully you don't like, you know, backwards punch me into the middle of my face and break my non-existent glasses. But uh, yeah, I'd definitely rather summon sunlight whenever I want because I have zero insulation. I weigh 137 pounds, so I'm always cold. So to be able to summon sunlight at a moment's notice is absolutely crucial for me. Um, But I mean, like, I guess I could see how it'd be nice to have grass, maybe not always under your feet, but being able to summon grass whenever you want under your feet, that'd be kind of cool. Uh, finally, would you rather be able to control all plant life or be able to have full conversations with all plant life? Um, personally, I'd rather be able to have conversations with all plant life. I mean, I know that sounds kind of like a, sort of like a schizophrenic's, you know, like dream or, well, maybe not a schizophrenic, but like a hippie's, like what dream but i mean how cool would it be to talk to like a sequoia or a redwood or like some super like old palm tree or something or like a thousand year old you know like olive tree or something in the middle of greece like that'd be great or just to talk to the plants you have at home be like hey is this enough sunlight for you right am i watering you too much not enough do you like a certain type of music should i leave on netflix for you do you have a favorite show like that kind of stuff the whoa whoa hold on what Well, I think that, like, controlling all plant life, when I say controlling, I mean, like, you can summon them to you, but I don't mean, like, oh, I'm inside of, like, a bathroom and I can summon a ficus to grow out of the wall. Like, that's not what, obviously not. Like, if the ficus wasn't there. Or. But if you're, like, outside, (laughs) you can just be, like, I want all this grass to grow, like. I mean, if I could summon it, then I'd save so much money on buying plants. I mean, yes, you would. I mean, you're not wrong. I mean, I hope you're not sitting here and judging. I'm just saying, like, I'd rather talk to them. Because can you imagine the crazy conversations you'd have with plants? I mean, you'd have to do it in private because people would think you're crazy. But, oh, there she goes. Talking to the grass again. Crazy Millie. (laughs) Did you see that? She gave a Valentine's Day card to that tree. Weird. (laughs) Oh, man. All right, folks, listen, I'm really sorry that this has been such a short show. Um, As I told you at the very top, I was feeling kind of under the weather. I'm sure you can kind of hear it. And uh, this was a sort of impromptu topic that sort of dawned on me a couple days ago. Um, I did my best to stretch it out for you all. I hope that you enjoyed it. Um, We are going to post plenty of stuff in the Instagram, I promise. We're going to post photos of our plants we're gonna post uh some sort of like beginner plants that you guys can try if you haven't uh looked into it um also if you're in the miami area and you like tattoos and you like plants and you'd like tattoos of plants um go check out great oak tattoo studio there's an artist there the lady who owns it her name is puka um that's basically her bread and butter i mean that's what she's really 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 good at is plant and flower and fruit tattoos you might really enjoy it go get your go get yourself you know colored in get get a nice little plant tattoo of a fern or a ficus or a tree of some kind of some kind um 
I I personally got uh, some monstera leaves and a uh, and a bird of paradise, and I think it looks really nice. And everyone that's seen it has very much enjoyed it. So why don't you go do the same? All right. I hope you enjoy. And that's it for the show, everybody. Thank you so much for stopping by and listening to me babble on about nonsense as I usually do. I hope it helped. You know, so go get yourself a plant. Uh, be safe. Be kind, and please, please, God, use your indicators. It's raining like crazy everywhere, and people need to know when you change the lanes or when you're going to turn. I love you all. Have a great morning, noon, or night. Alrighty. I love you all. water the the plant i'll save you my babies